Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday the 4th of February. It's Friday already. We've got through our first week. Well, not quite yet. We've got a good show ahead of us. The next three hours, three hours, we're going to talk a lot of sport. And, well, there's Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics starts this weekend. And it's arguably our strongest team with so many medal chances heading to the Winter Olympics. Luke Hitzel. Is Snowport Snow Sports New Zealand Athlete Development Manager, and he'll be on just after seven o'clock to talk about it. it. Starts today over in Beijing, and looking forward to chatting about that with Luke and our wow, our middle chances, middle chances at the Winter Olympics. Can't wait to have a wee chat to Luke about that. We've got so many middle hopes going over. So looking forward for that one, and then time for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview at seven forty-ish with Andrew Carsten who has been flying as of late. And, well, we'd love to lead you in a few on this weekend. There's a few meetings, Wingatui and co. So he's, he trains Hasbro. My dad's had a few punts on Hasbro and taken a bit of bit of money and my brother. So he'll be up and about and he'll be listening to this. Hasbro races this weekend and he is one of the favourites. So looking forward to chatting to Andrew Carsten about this weekend's racing. And then 8 o'clock, it's our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up with Cricketer. Now, shot putter, the one and only big man, Tommy Walsh, to chat about the cricket and his plans of late. So looking forward to chatting to Tommy Walsh. He was very, very impressive in the Black Clash, opening the batting with uh, Stephen Fleming. Well, Stephen Fleming was 16 from 16. So a bit of a, you know, just, just playing, it, playing it around and getting, you know, farming the strike and getting our big Tommy Walsh on down, down in the end because Tommy Walsh was swinging at everything. Looking forward to chatting to Walshie, and then we're going to finish the show strong. We're going to finish it strong with a bang as we cross over to Sydney, 1170 SEN, the breakfast show, to chat with Joel and Fletch. They're all around good buggers. Looking forward to chatting to those two, Fletch and Joel, over in 
over in Sydney. We're going to cross over and chat with them and see what they got planned for today and the weekend. So, yeah, keep the Texas coming and bad, sad news for Invercargill. Obviously, the news that Super Rugby won't be played in Invercargill is going to Forsyth Bar under the roof. The challenges that they've had to face already. I know there'll be a lot of people down in Invercargill gutted. I think uh, the New Zealand Rugby and the players have probably made a smart decision just with, with the weather. They want to play an exciting brand of footy. So the roof is probably the big calling point in the end. So we'll chat about that throughout the morning anyway. That's enough from me. I'm going to say g'day to the team in Auckland. Joe, Kez, Kaz and Louie. Hope you're a good team. And now I'm going to cross over to Baz, the skipper McCallum, who's, oh, he's been busy. He's been busy. He's been up and about, always working, always hustling, as my good co-host and skip of the show, Baz Skip McCullough, mate. How are you, brother? Oh, good morning, Israel, as um, Rob Nickel called you yesterday. Izzy to us, but Israel to, uh, to Rob Nickel. Good name for a horse, actually, Israel. But no, we're uh, all, good, all good here, my friend. Thank you for acknowledging my work ethic as well. Is mm. was up last night quite late. IPL auction coming up and one of my other hats that I wear obviously is as Kolkata Knight Riders coach and I can't get over there for the auction so I've got to do it remotely so there's a fair bit of planning goes into it and that included being back in my studio here in town last night because the internet's much better. Internet in my place, not great. Fine for watching racing, not great for Zoom calls. Um, and so I, was, uh, I had to come back in the studio about 7 o'clock last night and got home at about... 10.30, 11 o'clock, and uh, up and about, as you say, this morning for uh, for a bit of radio. So, all good. That's just how it is. I tell you, there's going to be a couple of late nights. February 12, February 13. The auction starts at midday over there, which is 7.30 p.m. our time. Yeah. And then it runs through to uh, 7.38 p.m. their time, which is about 3.30 a.m. And that's a Sunday night. And then we've got work on, uh, we're, we're doing the, the show on Monday morning. So that could be a bit niggly. You're going to have to carry me there, brother. Oh. I need, <laughs> need you to really bring the heat that day. <laughs> I'll just, I'll slip in the 1-1 and just, you know, have a nice cushy ride. And, yeah. uh, and you'll, have to, you'll have to lead us strong there. So that's all mate, in mate, front talk, of us. Talk to us. Talk to us about the auction. Like, well, is, it, is it like, you know, when you go to bid for a house, you know, yep. Or horse, you're bidding, standing there and just putting your hand up and taking bids and bids and bids and trying to... Is it kind of like that? It must be pretty difficult kind of. trying to run over the, over the camera. Kind of, mate. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Caracas House, you know, and, and you get a horse yeah. parades around the ring. Well, the, the player doesn't parade around the ring, but there's a photo of the player up on the screen with the statistics and, um, mm. and everyone's done all their research, obviously, leading into it. Um, and they have their targets, but they're all they're split into various groups. So the marquee players, of which Trent Bolt is the only New Zealander which features in the in those ten marquee players, they go first. So they get put in sets, and you don't know which player in that set comes out first. That's random, but but you know the sets. So it'll start with um, your marquee players, then it'll go into your batsmen, then it's your wicket keepers, then your bowlers. And that's all capped players, and then you go through your uncapped yep. players, which is guys who haven't played international cricket. So, yeah, so it's quite a fascinating process. There's about, I think there's something like 550 or 600 players who have put their name in for um, 
the IPL auction, but there will probably only be about 120 actually go through the ring, so to speak. Mm. Um, it's free to enter the auction as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of players who just try their luck and, and hope hope that someone likes something about them. But, yeah, it's quite a fascinating process. And it's just, this one's such a big one, bro, because it's a reset auction. So this is the mm. big auction where you can only retain four players, up to four players each team. And there's no guarantees that there'll be another auction in the future. So you can be setting your team up literally for for the next decade. Um, and in this job, it's quite volatile in there. So in the job, you've got to plan as if you're going to live forever, but you've got to live as if you're going to die tomorrow in it as well. So you've got to, you've got to make sure that you're picking players who will be franchise players for a long period of time, but you also can't invest too heavily just in the future. You've still got to find a way to be able to get results in the here and the now, so you yeah. need to sort of spend a bit of money on that too. So, yeah, there's some good players. I think some, a couple of the New Zealand guys will, will make a lot of money. Um, I think Trent Bolt yep. will make a lot of money. I think Lockie Ferguson will make a lot of money. Um, outside mm. of that, I'm not really sure. Um, but a couple of those guys, I think they'll be pretty hot property. Um, there'll be, mm. there's always, uh, you know, there's always some Australian players who guys don't really know who end up getting a whole heap of cash and everyone goes, well, why is that? It's normally because the big bash is on right leading into when the auction is. So that's kind of like the last, the last real major tournament that they see. But now the PSL's yep. on um, as well. I see Colin Munro got more runs overnight, 71 off 37 balls unbeaten. So he continues to impress, and I'm sure the New Zealand... Do you see him getting swept up over as is the IPL. Yeah, he could do, actually. Yeah, he could do. Yep. He's he's done well in franchise cricket, mate. Internationally, he's done well. Mm. He's got three T20-hundreds, but he's also done well in franchise cricket. Um, it just depends on what people are after most of the money will get spent on the Indian players um, which it should yep. because you can only play four overseas so you need a strong Indian contingent um, so most of the cash will get splashed on them and then the top top uh, international players will will make the money but someone like Munro could could definitely um, hey. speaking of money I oh know this is this is a bit embarrassing actually. It's a little bit embarrassing. Oh no. <laughs> so, so yesterday Tell him, I, I sent through a message. I sent through a message. Well, I actually rang you, didn't I? I was like, Dizzy, I got a problem. Have I been scammed? And you're like, What do you mean, bro? I was like, You know, on my NFT purchases because you're the NFT. You're like my mentor when it comes to NFTs. <laughs> like you're well, well across it. Non fungible token dag they call them. You're like my, you're like my mentor, and so I ring you, and I was like, I followed this, I, I set up, I was gonna, I tried to buy this Alpha Kong thing or whatever it was, and um, and I commi- I committed 0.1 ETH Ethereum to those of a different era to this purchase, but it was a direct message, and I followed the process that which I thought was going to get me the ability to own it, and you're like, oh no. What'd you say to me? What'd you say, bro? <laughs> like, oh, no, you didn't. What I, I can't remember. What did I say? What I know you didn't. Did you click on the no, DM? Never ever yeah. click on a DM. Only through your There's Discord. There's some life lessons there, Official eh? links. <laughs> there is. Yeah, yeah, not, there is that's not just NFTs, that life lesson. <laughs> just never ever click on the DMs for any, <laughs> anything. Just leave them out. But So I followed... 
I followed that DM thinking that I'm going to get on the whitelist, which again for those from a previous era is like gives me a chance of getting one cheap. And what do you know? My, the the money came out of that account, and nothing come back in. <laughs> so, some fella overseas has just rinsed me of it was four hundred bucks or something. So I was like, oh, point point one eight. I was like, you're kidding. I could have had that on the dogs or something like that though. Box four. I was like oh. absolutely gutted, highly embarrassed at my my uh, nah. my rookie Honestly, NFT yeah. trading behaviour. It's normal, mate. It's normal because when I first started this journey, I was getting DMs in my Discord too. So you have to turn off your DMs in your Discord because when you join groups, they actually it looks so legit. It's planned perfectly. You think you're actually legit, legitimately going yeah. and buying these NFTs. So they clicked, they sent me a DM and I went in, clicked on it, and it said mint. Mint for this. I was like, you're whitelisted mint. I was like, sweet. Went to what? I went to, like, went to mint it. Minting it means buying it. Um, and clicked on it. But it, it like uh, transaction error. Transaction error. So it wasn't going through. Mustn't have had enough cash or something. I don't know. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? What's going on? Anyway, I forgot about it. And then. When I started learning a bit more, they're like, turn off your Discord um, DMs because you're going to get scanned. Uh, only thing, so the the thing with Discord is it makes the the project official. So when you when you join projects, you go on their Discord. They've got two hundred fifty thousand members. Um, you got the the creators, got the the mod the moderators that are on there. They're doing all the conversations. They're doing all the talking, and then they they'll send out announcements that will tell you the official links that are going to be the minting websites or, or where you need to go for announcements. So Discord is your home for safety. That That's where you know it's going to be legit because when you start doing the NFTs, and I've noticed it, it comes up on your Instagram all the time. And then what's happening is people will start, fig- like algorithms, they'll figure it out and they'll try and flick you um, direct messages just to catch you out, like, like they caught you out. But lesson learnt, mate. <laughs> Lesson yeah. learned. You just oh. stay, uh, stay in the Discord, oh. and if you're unsure, just flick, flick the lads a message. And uh, when you rang me, I was like, "Oh no, point one, we can handle that. We can handle point one." But if it was half point five, oh, sorry, bud. Yeah, no, that's true. It's probably a cheap lesson, really. And I mean, I probably mm. could have learned that lesson in the horse racing game a little earlier. <laughs> it would have saved me a bit of cash. <laughs> oh, crikey! But anyway, it was NFT rookie. I should have gone to my NFT mentor, Izzy Dag, but I didn't, and I got burnt, <laughs> and that hurt. Um, what about uh, yesterday, first day of school back for, for the kids? That was quite yeah, emotional. How was that? In, in our household. Uh, well, for Maya, it was her first day at Intermediate, um, and she's been a bit apprehensive about it, as most kids get, right? Like, as they yep. leave being a big fish in a small pond at primary school, and then head to being a uh, small fish in a big pond at intermediate and having to meet new people and understand new structures and things and she's quite a sensitive little soul um, but nah she she had a bit of a tough old day yesterday working through that but she'll be right she'll get there. Mm. Evie on the other hand the young one, play on <laughs> not, yeah. a, not a worry <laughs> in the world you know it's like this all in her stride mate, I could send her overseas I reckon to boarding school and she she'd be no problems whatsoever just, yeah. They're all so different, eh? They so are. Different. 
They are. What do you think that is? Because I'm the same, mate. I'm the same with with Arlo. He's he's very homely. Doesn't really like leaving home. Loves his, loves being around his parents. Whereas Tilly, like on Friday, she never had a sleepover. Uh, we're all with our neighbours, and she's best friends with our neighbour's daughter Evie. And got towards the end of the afternoon, I'm going to stay at Evie's. When I thought, oh, whatever, I'm going to stay. She's three years old. I'm going to stay at Evie's. Okay. She goes and packs her bag, like honestly, and go gets her stuff, chucks her car seat in the car, takes off, and she goes and stays there, mate, three years old. <laughs> just see you later. Comes back the next day. I'm like, can I have a cuddle? She's like, nah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> just whole opposites, mate. Like, you're so right. And I'm just thinking, my son, he just he's a bit like me. He gets real homesick. My daughter, she don't even care. She's off. But worried about that one, actually, Bez. They're locked in <laughs> It's cool though, <laughs> like they just—I mean, it is cool because then it, it obviously it allows us a bit of independence as well as as parents yeah. too. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know, because then you've got Riley, who's—I mean, Riley's seventeen and a half, or you know, going on sort of twenty-five. He's working this week, sweeping floors and helping out down at the local mechanics here, um, trying to earn a bit of dust before he pumps it all back through as his muffler deleted BMW <laughs> 320i or something. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He's Is it still loud? Uh, loud. Oh, mate. <laughs> loud. Real loud. It's actually, it sounds all right, actually. I'm no bogan, but it does sound quite cool. And he's right into his cars. He always has been. Um, and then and the local um, fellas here down the road, they actually work on uh, all those big um, Mustangs and the Shelbys and all of that, and mm. they, they spruce them up. So Riley's living his best life, just tinkering, uh, tinkering away with uh, with those sorts of cars oh, down the road during his holidays, earning a crust. He, he would have loved the car I was in last night, Bears. I went out for dinner, and my good friend down here, Brad Cook, he's just bought a, a New Zealand new Impala, mate. Impala, and it is oh. so nice. Nice little maroon Impala. Are, uh, like I like old school, but I've never really been in them. And I went in that last night. They got the whole bench seat, mate. That's so spacious. You just roll in the V eight sound. Oh, New Zealand new, mate. So it was in great nick. And I was like, wow, this That's is cool. Awesome. This is cool. So he'll love that. He'll love that. So you went out for dinner last night. I know we're going to get to a break soon, but you went out for dinner last night, and you've been you've been sort of training quite hard. How'd you go at dinner? Mm. Yeah, I went alright, mate. Look, it was, there was there was dumplings and there was what else was there? There's nice chicken, <laughs> nice chicken. And, and the thing is, because it, it's at the moment, I'm only eating once a day. I'm only eating once a day, so I eat dinner. Oof. And throughout the day, if I do have something, I, like I I cut out bread, cut out carbs. But if I do have something, it might be a shake at lunchtime. So oh, my tummy shrunk, and I got you know how you eat with your eyes quite a bit. Wow. Bless you, objective, right? I, <laughs> I don't mean my tummy shrunk, but the in, inside, I just can't eat as much bears. <laughs> so I ate with my eyes, so I actually left the place le- uh, feeling a little bit crook because I ate too much. But um, no, it was cool, man. Went out for a nice little dinner here in, in Christchurch. But man, honestly, these restrictions, I went up to this place, Mr. Brightside in Christchurch, and uh, I went, how's it going, mate? I said, oh, since the restrictions just been dead so hospitality man doing it pretty tough at the moment with all these changes and uh the way things are going mm. yeah we should talk about that in a sec as well with the border changes 
announced yesterday. We've been a little bit vocal about it also. Maybe we'll talk about that in just a sec, but just watch this space. Izzy Dag maybe on the comeback. Maybe on the comeback trail, stripping fit. It is 6.21 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. To Baz and Izzy for... 26 minutes past six here on Friday, the 4th of February. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150811. And here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, we are chatting. Well, we're going to chat a little bit about the borders opening in a second, but maybe... Maybe as Tilly, maybe she's just had enough. She's like every New Zealander out there and just said, <laughs> let me out. Let me out. I've packed my bag. I'm walking out. I've had enough of being just cooped up. I'm, I'm heading down the road. Maybe she's some, uh, is symbolic of most Kiwis. What do you reckon? <laughs> she probably thinks that, mate. She definitely thinks that. She probably thinks she's... Uh Sorry about that. She probably thinks she's... Uh, she thinks she's 18 years old. That's what I can't stand. I'll tell you the story, mate. I was walking down the hallway... I was walking down the hallway, and then she, like, she's having a little moment. I'm like, hey, come here, Tills. I'll give you a hug. And she turns around, and she goes, stop following me. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, you're three. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, yeah, so she's had enough, mate. And she's, uh, like many out there, they've all had enough. But it's great. It's great to have the borders opening again. Um, obviously... A lot of bit of certainty coming back out that people from Australia or people with New Zealand v, um, citizenship can come home, and um, there's still uh, a few um, criteria that they need to meet going forward. But the borders officially opening up to the world in October is uh, is the big one, the big one where we can just mm. just get a bit of normality back and we can start doing things normal and doing a bit more travel. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's good, mate. I'm I'm happy for her. You must be extremely stoked too, mate, because you got some huge news. Um, you know, with Lissa's family, who you haven't even seen for about two years, mate. So that, you know, it's yeah, like yourself, there's people out there that find it tough. Yeah, that's right, bro. Look, we haven't seen Lissa's side of the family for two years. She's obviously Australian, and um, since then we've had nieces, nephews born. Haven't even met them yet. And yesterday when we mm. said um, that we're going to on the way over to India, we're going to stop off at um, Australia and, and spend a few days with uh, with the family. There was plenty of tears going on amongst the, uh, amongst the family, that's so that's pretty cool. And that's, that'll be symbolic of, I mean, a lot of Kiwis out there and who have got family from afar and, and all of a sudden, you know, we've, we were detached for a couple of years, whereas now with this news yesterday, there's a little bit of hope anyway, and there's a bit of... There's oh, a bit of sunshine just on the horizon, which um, which can't come soon enough, to be fair. And um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And I think everyone everyone else is too. Hopefully, it means too that sport can get up and running again, Australia and New Zealand first and foremost. And and I'm sure that over time, or very soon, the, even the seven days quarantine won't be required either. The the self isolation. Um, mm. I, I think it will just be play on and. New Zealand and Australia would be connected again, which would be pretty cool. Um, and then we can get our sports teams. You think of the Breakers and the Warriors. See, as just a couple of examples who have been doing it tough, having to yep. position themselves in Australia and, and not be able to come and go. So that'll spark back up, which is going to be great. And then we then we'll connect to the rest of the world too. And then we'll all look back on this and go, "Hey, gosh, it's over." With. <laughs> That's the plan, anyway, right? <laughs> oh. That is the plan, and I was thinking when it when this thing come on, we're going to get off shortly. Uh, when this come along in March twenty twenty or 
you know, whenever it was, I was thinking, oh, yeah, you know, we'll get through this in six months. I was thinking six or seven months, two years later, we just constantly keep going, keep going, keep going. It's never ending. But, hey, we'll get a bit of normality. We're finally coming to our senses, and you're right, hopefully the teams, sports teams particularly, and, and not only rugby, cricket, you know, we've got Ironman and everyone that needs to get out there and, and they work offshore. You've got Hamish Wild, um, that, that's, uh, you know, does his Ironman and, and triathlon and, and, and things like that. So hopefully a bit of normality coming back, bro. But, um, yeah, we'll be back shortly. We're going to come back after the break with Louis. He's going to talk to us a bit about loveracing.nz update. But right now, here's Karen for the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, CNZ, it's 27 minutes away from 7am this morning. The trials and tribulations of parenting, eh? Stop following me. I feel that, Tilly. I feel that. <laughs> I think we all do through the COVID pandemic. That's a, that's a great story. Is he, uh, keep your messages coming in. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. is the Kennard's higher phone line. Lads, big weekend in racing. Loveracing.nz, it's your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Before I start to try and dish out a couple of winners or what I think can go close, I think we should pay respect, and I know this is a love racing spot, so let's start with one of the greatest trainers to ever do it, Murray Baker, announcing his retirement yesterday. What Murray has done for New Zealand racing domestically over a, a career that's probably gone... Oh. 40 plus years at least is um well you cannot you cannot overstate it but internationally and in australia especially flying new zealand's flag uh, across the ditch consistently throughout the decades he has a record of 22 group one wins in australia that is very famous and i think about five derbies to his name as well um we think of the famous horses he's campaigned over there dundeel lion tamer um, this, they, they go on and on and on and on and he's a legend he's an, a Mongolian Khan of course um, he's an absolute legend and he's stepping away at the start of May um, end of April he, he finishes up at Easter and, and what an absolute icon of the industry a titan so shout out Murray Baker thank you for all of your service enjoy I know Bjorn Baker your son put out a press release and said enjoy he doesn't think that the dent in your armchair can get any more but you're going to have a good crack at it, and you deserve that, mate, because those earlies have been early for a long time. So well done, Murray Baker. You dry widow we missed around the Cambridge track, I know. And congratulations, Andrew Forsman, who's going to pick up, um, is going to pick up the the sole training and um, yeah, look after that whole whole barn there. So well done. I know Baz, you want to have a word on Murray Baker, but just quickly before that. Roy Purden yesterday passed away. And speaking of dynasties mm. and legends of the racing industry, I know this is harness racing, but. What Roy has established with one of the great families in racing, the Purdens, um, Mark and Barry, of course, Nathan as well, Tony Hurlihy, who's uh, married into the family via Roy's daughter, um, a trainer, a horseman, a great man. I never knew Roy. I never met Roy. But just reading the people's uh, memories and, and what he meant to an industry yesterday, uh, you know, he he's kind of was bigger than it and he was one of the true gentlemen. So thinking of the Purden family, and, and again, thank you to Roy for your service and I hope you're resting well, mate. So, yeah, a bit of racing news yesterday about a couple of legends, Baz. Yeah, it's actually a lovely sentiment as well that Louie and I think it sort of flows on to 
onto the point I was going to make anyway, and that's that there's such deep, rich pedigrees of horses in New Zealand, but there's also deep, rich pedigrees of families in New Zealand who have had significant impacts on the industry, both pacing and um, both uh, standard breeds and thoroughbreds. And you think of Roy Purden, and as you mentioned, the the full Purden family, which is continuing to operate and is far-reaching right throughout um, standard breeds. And then you think of uh, Murray Bacon, you think Bjorn Baker, you think Bruce Marsh, you think Stephen Marsh, you think Dave O'Sullivan, Lance O'Sullivan, the list goes on and on and on and on. And we're always being uh, considered um, a, a great place to to breed and, and rear a racehorse with that good, strong Kiwi bone and and the pastures that we that we have throughout New Zealand. But it's our horsemen and horsewomen which makes significant differences to to the industry as well and there's just generations um, which are uh, which are still operating and some which are starting to to move on as well and get to enjoy their retirement so yeah sad day in terms of Roy Purden but also uh, and sad day for Murray Baker because he will be missed as well around the track but the impact of, of them will go on for a long long period of time and that's that's pretty awesome so nice little pick up there Louis and nice little shout out as well um mm. We are going to pop off for a little break now and we're going to come back soon with one of our favourite times of the day and one of the favourite times of the day for mm. all of you guys as well. It is Quizzy Dags. So if you want to take on the Master, and I think it's a tough one today. <laughs> and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. here for a phone a friend, but only if Fizz allows me to. You give yourself <laughs> a little chance to win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB and Louie might be able to steer us into something a little bit later on as well. So give us a call, 0800... One five zero eight eleven for your chance to take on the six forty three in the morning and the phone lines are flying. Everyone wants to crack it, Izzy mm. Dag. Everyone wants to crack it, the Iz mm. Master through Quizzy Dag, and Good they luck. all want to go at the fifty dollar bonus bet, and you can get it right now as well. Thanks, Ashley Martin. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point. Search Ashley Martin online. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800 150 811 now. Give it a go. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. It's Friday. Yeah. Gonna get you paid okay. Come on. Come on. Good luck. This is a toughie. This is absolutely a tough one. Honestly, good luck to you all. We've got a lot of callers that have called up and they want 50 bucks to maybe, maybe. Pick a wee winner on the weekend. Good luck. You know, we're going to go to our, wow, one of our listeners. And, and I want to just say something quickly. Alan. Alan from Fakatani. Are you out there, Al? Alan from Fakatani. Are you out Where there, Al? Where are you, Al? Where are you, mate? There's reason for that. Louis going we to We want to know why. Is. Look, yeah, yeah. We want to know why. We are. Louis going to Fakatani after this, and he wants to catch up with you. So, Alan, after this... Give us a call. 
Here we go. We're going to go to Britt from Huntley. Britt, good morning. Hello, Britt. Ellen? Oh, we're going to go Hey, is, Richie is just from looking Upper Hutt. Looking at some of these, uh, some of these answers, they're going to be hard to rhyme. Mm, <laughs> yeah. First one, good luck. Good luck with the first one, mate. <laughs> Have we got oh, Britt? Britt. Try Richie. Ah, oh, Richie. Yep. G'day, Richie. Morning. Looks like I'm getting a ducky. Morning, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> mate, mate, mate. I, I want to see Bears rhyme this first one if he can. Here we go. <laughs> Where were the last Winter Olympics held? Oh, I I need the town and the country. We'll just um, we'll go city, Korea and Sochi. Yep. So it's in Korea. I think that's Russian, mate. No, no, no. It's not Korea or Sochi. Korea was right, but Sochi's not in Korea. So it's all right. Sorry, Richie. Thanks, brother. We're going to go to Dennis. Morning, Dennis. Oh, no, no, no. Kill it, brother. What do you mean, no? Oh, you got phone Reed, a friend. Reed, 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 first drop. Come on. Drop <laughs> the ball. Uh, hey, hey, guys, down there. Nice chat. I'll listen for a while, so it's good to get through. Uh, I bet. Can you do the line back, please? Oh, Dennis, you're going to kill me here, mate. Um... <laughs> Right, I uh, it rhymes with Hyong Hang. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'll just go well. Oh, no. Yang. It rhymes with Miong Yang. <laughs> no, I've got a pass, boys. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, same. Oh, no. I'm out too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. We're going to go to Brenton. Brenton in Auckland. We can't ask questions that we don't have the hey, answers brother. for. <laughs> hey, brother. Oh, you got you got the answer for question number one? Is it Yong Chang? <laughs> that is it. Yong Chang. Hey! <laughs> what See? gave it away? Me Yong Yang. Was it Izzy's? Me Yong Yang. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't yours, Baz, mate. It was definitely Izzy's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Fezza. Okay, my bad. You're my the road master. You just... Bet, bet. Oh, yeah. oh. Hopefully I have another phone to friend then. Oh, good call. Good oh, call. oh, 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 no. No, no, no more for you. Here we go. Question number oh. two. How many... No, no, no. I'll see. I'll see. You're a good buddy. You're a good buddy. How many medals did New Zealand win at the 2018 Winter, Winter Games? Five. Three. Oh. Sorry, Brenton, brother. Have a good day, man. Yes, you too. We're going to go to Simon. Good morning, Simon. Morning. Good morning, boys. Morning, Si. Here we go. How many medals did New Zealand win at the 2018 Winter Games? Was it just the two? It was just the two. Nice. Question number three. Michael Edwards. Better known as Eddie the Eagle, became a cult hero when he complete, competed for Great Britain at the 1988 Winter Olympics. What sport did he compete in? Uh, 
Eddie the Eagle. Fuck Will Edwards, was it? Oh. Was that? Will Edwards. Um, was it uh, ski jumping? Yeah, good internet. Strong internet up and yeah, all, up in the yeah, nine. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he cutting out there? I can't really hear, but he's coming back with the tr- he's coming back with the answer. You're still in the game. Yeah, solid. <laughs> all right, sorry. Solid. Question number four. Finn Bullis. Billa Billowis. How do you say that? Billowis. Billis. Finn Billowis. <laughs> Billis. See, not that easy, is Finn it? Billis. Billis. Yeah, it is quite hard. Finn Billis. And who else have been named as New Zealand flag bearers for the opening ceremony? And Kaz said it in her news. Um, nah, it's not Nico Porteous, nah, but no, sorry. All good. Sorry, sorry. Have a good one, bud. We're going to go Jade and Hamilton. Morning. Morning, brother. How are you? Yeah, good, bro. Good, bro. Finn Billis. And who else? has been named as New Zealand flag bearers for the opening ceremony. Is, uh, Alice right. Robinson? Cool. It is. It is. Well done. To take away the treats, but here we go. Question number five. Which country has won the most medals across all winter games? Five. Four. Three. Would it be Russia? Two. Ooh, it's not Russia, bud. Sorry. Have a good day. We're going to go Charlie and Geraldine. Fellas. Hey, hey. Which country has won the most medals across all winter games? Mate, I'll get to the States. Ooh, it's not the States. Sorry, Charlie. We're going to go to Tim in Christchurch. Tim. Hey, hello. <laughs> Oh, here he is. He loves time in this to perfection, mate. You can't get another one. What do you got? What's the answer? Uh, I'm not uh, not sure. Uh, who, who are the other two teams? Russia and America. It must be Canada. Yeah. It's not Canada. It's not a windowsill. It's not Canada, sorry. It's not a windowsill. It's not a doorway. We're going to get but we're gonna something go to John else. from Christchurch. <laughs> John from Christchurch. <laughs> Which country? You did? Hey, John. Which country has won the most medals across all Norway. winter games, Brad? Norway. Norway! Hey! <laughs> Open the doorway. You go to Norway, as Baz would say. Well done. Yeah. Good on you, fellas. Well, well done. Excellent. Good quiz. It is real good quiz. Demanding. Excellent work. It was Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point. Search Ashley and Martin online. We are coming up next here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Wow, it's going to be Kez's world. Online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up 7 o'clock in the morning. Give us a call any time on the Kennard side phone line 0800 1508 11. We're going to get off to the news soon with Kaz. But wow, wow, wow. We've had Trudy's world. Yesterday we had Joe's world. And we're going to remain in the kitchen. And we're going to go to Kez. Kez's world. Israel Dag, a.k.a. Izzy, a.k.a. The Bald Eagle. 
boys, yes, I'm here. Speaking of Eddie the Eagle and our Winter Olympics theme, I thought, you know what, let's just bring out the bald eagle. You know, one of the, one of the finest, one of the finest. Boys, now I've been thinking we need to touch up on a, some of our Winter Olympic sports here as a station, listeners and us as well, just as a whole. You know, it's a really important time. Uh, mm. Now I've been thinking, what, would, what sport would you guys succeed at? And I found one I think that's probably the greatest thing ever. So it's called Ski Jawing. That's the name of it. And it only was at the 1928 Winter Olympics. Basically how you compete in it, you're on skis, but the only difference is you don't have any poles, you've got a rope, and there's a riderless horse in front of you taking you along the course. <laughs> so I just thought, yeah, you know what, boys, do you think do you think it's something we could give a go? I mean, is he do you get much snow down there in a hoka, mate? Uh, yeah, if he's snowing out here at the moment, mate, she's horrible, horrible weather. Well, the, um, yeah, if you want to till his pony, I mean, there we go. We could start them young, get them going on the on the riderless horse, and compete at skidoring. So yeah, Switzerland actually won all of the medals there. So there we go. Fun facts. Oh, holy! Well done, kids. Skidoring. Never ever ever. Heard of that, mate, but really appreciate your time. That is the most randomest thing I've ever heard. Kez's world, random as Joe. Anyway, <laughs> coming up after, we're going to talk to Luke Hetzel for Sports, Snow Sports News on Craven at Cafe about now. Here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Kogan Mobile. News. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's Friday, the 4th of Feb, and it's just after 7 o'clock here. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks, Kaz, for the news. Yeah, sorry for jumping the gun there. I seem to do that from time to time. (laughs) It catches me out. Uh, um, I'll be be more aware next time. It's all good. It's all good, Kaz. We love having you on the team. Great to have you on board. Anyway, uh, we've had a good show so far. Had the great quiz and Brett's come through and he says he didn't know what happens there. He was up first. Something happened. He cut out. Don't worry, Brett. We'll get you back next Monday, mate. And, uh... We'll get you back on the quiz because you were first up and I'm pretty sure you would have done pretty well there in Huntley. So keep those calls coming in. And Alan from Fakatani, honestly, if you're out there, give us a call. We want to hear from you, bud. We want to know if you're still there, you're an absolute champion and you're a big part of our show. And Louis going to Fakatani later on today and he wants to catch up with you and he wants to shout you a beer at the local there. So Alan from Fakatani, if anyone knows Al from Fakatani, tell him. Get on the show and give us a call, 0800 150 811 on the Kennard's Hire phone line. Anyway, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk a bit of uh, Winter Olympics. It's coming up shortly, and then we're going to talk a bit of horse racing. We're going to have Andrew Carsten, who has been flying as of late. And, well, he has a few this weekend. Hassabro. Hassabro races this weekend. My family has backed Hassabro. It's a good horse, and uh, it's one of the favourites going around this weekend. So we're going to chat to Andrew Carsten, and then after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Tommy Walsh. The big man, Tommy Walsh. And then to finish off the show, we're going to talk to Joel and Fletch across the ditch. All around good buggers. Sydney's 1170 SEN breakfast show. Joel and Fletch, looking forward to chatting to those lads and have a wee catch up. Um, but right now, but right now, it's time to chat a bit of Winter Olympics. A bit of Winter Olympics. It's on the forefront of everyone's minds right now. We've got a young squad, but a squad that has... Wow, has it ever been as strong as it is today? So many, many, many medal hopes that we're hoping they're going to go there and do the do the job in the end. But yeah, we can all talk about it, 
And we know these young kids are going a lot of pressure, and they are still kids. Man, they're so, so young. But right now, we're going to talk about the Winter Olympics. This evening, Finn Bullis, Bullis and Alice Robinson, two young adults, will carry New Zealand's flag in the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics, launching a campaign that is hoped to be New Zealand's most successful yet. The surge of snow sports in New Zealand, led by this wave of gun Kiwi athletes, has been on our radar since Nico Porteous and Zoe Sadowski Sinnott medaled four years ago as teenagers. They're still so, so young. Since then, the program has been working out how to make those medals go gold and what it would take to snag more of them. Luke Hitzel is Snow Sports New Zealand's high-performance athlete development manager and has been there for the whole cycle. He's with us now on the eve of the Games, and we appreciate his time on the show. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Luke, good morning, brother. Morning. How are you guys? We're going really well, mate. We're really up and about because, um, mate, we've been talking about particularly these the, the names that we just spoke about, Alice Robinson, Finn Bullis, Nico Porteous, Zoe sadowski Senate. Like The team is so strong. There's so much high hopes for these young kids to go over there and, and fly the flag with so much pride and um, you know, hopefully bring some medals home. But there's a lot of work to be done before then, mate. How's the nerves and how's the build-up been for, for the team? Uh, I think that, um, you know, that there's a bit of nerves, but uh, at the same time, you know, they, they just came out of X Games for, for uh, a few of them. The yeah. World Cups are pretty high level. And um, I think that the main difference here is that they're they're in, a, you know, the Olympic environment. But once they get on snow, it's 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 another day in the office for them. Tell us about these last four years. I feel like particularly with these the athletes and the way they've been able to fly the flag on the world stage. You spoke about the X Games and, and the World Cup, getting that success over there and flying the flag and, and putting New Zealand on the map. Have you seen snow sports in New Zealand over the past four years develop and evolve into into the powerhouse that it, you know, it is? is? Is there a big following within our younger generation at the moment? Yeah, definitely. Um you know, prior to Pyeongchang, the last Olympics, you know, you'd see Nico and Zoe out there and everyone kind of, um, you know, they'd see him as the, you know, the up and comers and it was exciting and um, they're really good. And, and now they're kind of walking mm. legends out on the hill, you know, the, the, the next generation kids are taking pictures with them, and, you know, pointing at them off the lifts, you know, <laughs> bit a bit of, bit of awe going around. Um, and it's the same in yeah. um, Alpine with Alice. Um, the community is, um, you know they've really elevated, so so it's, it's changed the perception of snow sports in New Zealand massively, for the better. Mm. Hey Luke, it's uh, it's Baz here. Thanks for that pronunciation of yeah. Pyeongchang. I struggled with that just before. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's nice to hear it said it, properly. So. <laughs> hey mate, um, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, just a really interesting one from from my point of view. Have we always had the the talent, the cattle in New Zealand, and the gun athletes, or is it just that maybe the pathways weren't there and, and now they, they are able to be there and they're coming to fruition? Um, I think that the talent's probably always been there. You know, there, there's lots of uh, the Kiwi mentality is pretty hard charging. Um, but Nico and Zoe, Nico in particular, he, you know, he hooked up with Tommy, his coach pretty early, and he's a private coach. Um, so they kind of crafted their, their own um, way at the beginning. Um, and snow sports was... Um, gaining traction and it's quite new in general snow sports um, so it was figuring things out um, Zoe was similar um, and now we're building these 
uh, newer pathways for the younger athletes as we've got development programs um, in Switzerland at the moment training. Um, so I think, I think that the athletes have, have been there, um, but it's a new sport and there's new pathways being built and it, it feels like um, the talent that we're cultivating now or that's growing now is uh, chasing Nico and Zoe pretty nipping at their heels, really. Um, so it is exciting. Looking forward to Milan in the future. Yeah, for sure. Tell, tell us, mate, the, who's box office? Who, who, who's the, the athletes at these games that we just have to be watching? Uh, you'll probably say all of them, but which ones are really important to, for us to be able to get in front of the TV and watch? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, Nico, Zoe, Alice, those are, um, you know, they're the ones who we're, we're really looking at, really hoping for uh, medals. You know, Nico, Nico and Zoe are coming off X Games success. They're double world champions. You know, knock on wood, we're, we're pretty excited about them. Alice is in. The Alpine field is massive, so it can kind of go any way, but she's you know, phenomenal. Uh, I'm pretty excited to watch Campbell and Biathlon. That's a new one. You know, everyone likes to watch the, uh, mm. the old skiing and shooting events. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, everyone. We get, and then we got <clears throat> some of the younger ones, the newer ones, Cool. Um, Cool's been on a bit of a rampage. She's just uh, cracked into women's slope style. Um, you know, we got you know Gustav Lignovsky and Ben Harrington uh, joining the Porteous brothers. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I could keep going. Everyone's pretty exciting. Finn, <laughs> Tiar, and Ben, they're all pretty, real exciting in slope style. Uh, yeah, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm about 80% of the list, so I feel bad I've left a few <laughs> out, but the whole team's quite exciting. <laughs> It is, mate. It is. It's an exciting team, and there's so much uh, high hopes here in New Zealand that we can hopefully uh, have the most successful games ever. That's what people are saying, mate. So what's your role? What's your role within the environment? How do you help these athletes um, achieve their goals and, and get the success that they're trying to get? And, and you know, what, what are you doing for these for these uh, athletes? Yeah, so my, my role is... Um kind of the gatekeeper to our high performance pathway. So I manage the, um, the younger teams and work with selection and the criteria for team entry. And then I also sit um, and work, I also work with our high performance directors in Beijing and the head coach on sort of the, uh, I guess, higher level stuff. Um, mm. But cool, uh, cool Ben Barclay, uh, Ben Harrington, uh, these guys were in, in the sort of early fledgling stages of my program four years back. Um, you know, I remember taking cool to snow planet in Auckland for, for first snow, snow sports camp. Uh, so with the Olympic team, I, I'm a little more on the back, the back seat um, with where they're yeah. at now, but yeah, my, my role is kind of to, to, to find them, I guess. And, um, start to get yeah. the fundamentals built so that they, they can take that step into the elite space. Oh, if you talk about selection, that brings me to my mm. next question. Izzy's, the, he's, I wouldn't say broken down, but he was the type of fullback that used to like to run it back from inside the 22. I was the type of cricketer that used to dance down the wicket. Is there any sport at the Winter Olympics that you could steer us into? What, what, where would you see our role within the, uh, within the team? Luke? 
your guys roll. Well, well there isn't one. <laughs> you see me on the. I reckon I see myself on the half pipe, oh. mate. Half pipe snowboard. Oh well, the half pipe. I could be on hydration. Exciting. Yeah, the uh, you know, there's people. If you want to stand on the coping of the half pipe, you know, put your hands up. You get to be part of the uh, you know, sort of the amplitude perspective picture. You know, <laughs> uh, the team always needs support on the ground, though. You know. Yeah. Any hype in New Zealand is 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 uh, the support we need, really. Oh man, it's excellent. It's sore on your knees, bears. Skiing and snowboarding. I went up to um, Kadrona, I think it was a year and a half ago, and I had a decent knee, and it put so much pressure on on your whole body. So I got a lot of admiration for these for the athlete and what they're doing. Hey, mate, quickly before you, we let you go, we're going to throw you under the uh, on the spotlight here. Do you think this will be our most successful games? Do you think we? we this, we, we've got a high expectations here in the country. We're expecting a lot. Do you think we can do it? Uh, well, you know, I, I kind of think we already have um, with mm. in our sport and X Games and, and, you know, the world champs, obviously coming back with a successful, you know, in two days we could have our first gold medal. Um, so obviously coming back with that would be exceptional. And I think we can do it. But uh, I also mm. think we're having the most successful uh, winter season, you know, we've ever had already. So, yeah. Uh, for me, we've already won, um, and if we if we bring mm. back some gold medals, we've uh, we've absolutely nailed it. But that that is the goal, and I think that everyone has very high expectations. Yeah. Uh, good man. Oh, we're going to let you go. Thanks, Luke. But we really appreciate you joining us, mate. And uh, we'll all be tuning in and watching, and hopefully we can celebrate some of our athletes do their thing and and get the get the chocolates as well. But thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, no problem. You guys have a good one. Thanks, Luke. Good man. Champion. Yeah. Sounds like a good dude. Is Good dude. Luke Hitzel, Snow Sports New Zealand Athlete Development Manager. Yeah, high hopes for our athletes over there. So looking forward to that. It is six, seven. Jeepers. He gave us seven sixteen here in the morning. I don't think there's a role for us. Uh, I yeah. put my hand up yeah, for hydration, <laughs> and uh, there might be a spot there for you as hydration as well, because um, you know what it can. You know, in the cold, it can be really difficult to get fluids in. You know, like you don't mm. feel like drinking, and all you you then you find yourself dehydrated, and we don't want our athletes dehydrated. Is we like to operate mm. hydrated, and that's going to be our role within. <laughs> within I'm good at frozies, mate. I'll get a frozies on the go. Yeah, nice. Baz, I don't, I don't know if your foresight is between before the game of cricket's the right approach for Nico Portius before he's going to throw his life on the line going down a half pipe. That's what I want to say about hydration. Mm, yeah, you might be right. No, yeah. relax him, mate. You might be right. <laughs> yeah, that could be another one of Louis's tips. And well, we mm. we got one of Louis's tips the other day, and Brett here on the. Double eight, double three. He said, Louis, you steered us into Highborn a couple of weeks ago. Are we going going again or are we giving him the sidestep this weekend? So we might get that oil shortly. Another one on the old text machine. What do we think of the new competition format for the Bunnings Warehouse MPC? And that's from Michael in Wellington, who is a fan. Mm. I reckon we should talk that when we come back. Is and that will be in just yep. a moment. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Oh.
or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. 22 minutes past seven here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150811. Just before the break, we had Michael from Wellington text in asking us what we think. Well, probably more asking you is, to be fair, what you think of the new competition <laughs> format for the Bunnings Warehouse MPC format. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, mate, we were crying out for it last year on the show throughout the whole competition. It's a it's a great competition, and and uh, obviously my Hawks Bay side just fell short in the second to last hurdle, but that's all right. Um, but Taranaki, Taranaki's with, Taranaki and Neil Barnes were the big advocates for this. They were in the championship last year, which is was realistically the second division and last year with the COVID um, disruptions with the Auckland teams they took out the promotion relegation so Taranaki never had a chance to get in the top division they were going to be in second division again pretty much so basically they were crying um, they were crying out for change and uh, they were the ones that actually got it over the line so well done to Taranaki and uh, and the board up there for putting a lot of pressure on New Zealand rugby so they've come up with a revamped New Zealand structures the bosses must have been listening because championship premiership has been scrapped odds and evens. So last year, if you finished in the odds or you finished in the evens, are going to be split into two conferences. They're going to play the other six teams in the conference every time with four crossover matches from the other conference. And the top four in each conference will play off in the, for the semifinal, uh, quarterfinal, semifinal and final. So top four of either conferences will go through and it'll be a top eight. Uh, kind of structured um, playoffs, and then we'll find out the winner in the end. So it's great work from New Zealand Rugby and the uh, provinces for listening and giving us a fair competition like pretty much everyone um, that is playing in the MPC, in the Bunnings MPC, is going to have an opportunity to to hopefully go all the way. And uh, I think it was needed because last year the the separate competitions, um, particularly with sponsorship and the struggles that they need, you want everyone to be a, a, have an opportunity to take away the big trophy in the end, and uh, they've done that. And so, well done, well done. They've made changes, and I think it's going to be a great, uh, great competition. It's already great, um, Bears. It's one of my favourites because that's where it all starts. That's where we find our next generation, and um, uh, it's definitely needed. So, well done to New Zealand Rugby for listening, mate. There we go. There we go, Michael. There's uh, there's your answer from. From Izzy, and I agree with everything you just said, Is I think it makes total sense, and and it's good that New Zealand Rugby have changed their mind, and as it was put um, by the former well, the Taranaki coach, pulled their head out of the sand, and they've made the changes. Mm-hmm. Hey, just, uh, I know we're going to get to the news soon, but just another one on, on rugby. Yesterday when we had Rob Nickel on, we were thinking Queenstown and Invercargill were super rugby. Yeah. Now we've got Queenstown and... Dunedin. The poor old folk down there in Southland, give us a call on Kennard's high phone line 0800 or send us a text double eight double three if you're all the way down there in Invercargill and let us know how you feel about this. I know you couldn't go to the games anyway but gee would have, they would have loved having all those big super rugby players operating down there but what do you think of the change to move it to Dunedin and why? Why move it yesterday? Before they announced it, or why wouldn't they have already thought of this? Mm. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great few. I think if you listen to um, Bears, if you listen to Bears, um, uh, if you listen to Bear, I mean, if we listen to Rob Nichols' interview again, he kind of talks about it. So he kind of yeah throws a little you know, mm. little clue out in his conversation about Dunedin underneath the roof, but then he went back to Invercargill. So I kind of think the writing was on the wall. They already made that decision. Um, but decision's easy, really. Uh, so rugby in the country is falling away a wee bit. Let's be honest, the the numbers in the younger generation are probably not as we're, as healthy as they were uh, many, many years ago. So the the decision to go under the roof, just it's a smart decision then. There's going to be conditions that are favour both sides. You think of the most exciting matches, I think the 2013 when Ma'anunu was playing for the Hollanders and the Chiefs played down there and there was, I think it was an, it was an absolute thriller of a match. It was 40-odd points scored on the other side. I think the um, the the... The Chiefs actually won that game. I can't remember who won that game, but it was one of the greats. And so that's what it's about, trying to find that brand of footy, the brand of footy that is that is exciting. It, it draws crowds in, or not crowds aren't going to be there, but it makes people watch it on TV. So I think that was a big deciding fact. I think the decision that why they went to Invercargill, it is an extra hour on the bus bears. Busing from Queenstown to Invercargill is two and a half hours. Busing from Queenstown to Dunedin is three and a half hours. So they had to weigh out those factors. But another hour in the bus isn't isn't too bad, you know. They'll break it up, and because uh, what happens as soon as they finish that game in Dunedin, they just bus straight back to to Queenstown. So they're not allowed to pretty much get they going. Both teams go in the stadium. That is their base. Not allowed to have contact with the outside world. That is their base, and as soon as they finish, they jump back in their in their bus, go back to the hotel, and um, it's pretty full night. But honestly, Bears, I will tell you this right now. I reckon two to three weeks we'll be back to normal. We'll be back to normal. I reckon these teams will be back hey. at their home bases. Two like two weeks, I reckon. They'll be back at their home bases and we'll have uh crowds in the in the in the stands. That's what I'm predicting. Gee, I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. Two weeks is not far away though. Gee, because that's gonna come around mm. pretty quick. And you're right about Rob Nicola as well. If we were any sort of journalists or you know, radio host, we would have picked up on that little scoop he was trying to give <laughs> us yesterday and we would have run with it. But nah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't. We let it go. <laughs> and we just, we're now having to respond to it. Um, it's a good point, though, about playing that attractive brand of rugby as well. You've got mm. to try and find a way to to inspire, you know, the next generation, captivate them, right? And one thing I am interested mm. in, the old three-and-a-half-hour bus trip, the old rugby bus trips, if they're anything mm. like they used to be, which is a long time nah, ago. Fully, no, full professionals now, mate. Now they're gone to the old days. Gone to the old days. Maybe after, uh, if they have a couple of days off, or if they play a Friday and they don't start back to training till till Monday, they might have a couple of quiets. But yeah, it's gone to those days, mate. With the old back backseat bus run the gauntlet, get down here, son. Those those days are gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes my opportunity to be hydration. Uh, officer for any Super Rugby team. Speaking of Super Rugby as well, the season is now not too far away from us. We're going to do some pretty cool stuff here around the comp at SNZ, including this. You know, if you think you know um, about your Super Rugby, then play SNZ's tipping powered by Smith City and you could win over six grand worth of prizes, which is including great weekly prizes as well. So register now at tipping.com snzradio.nz that is tipping.snzradio.nz 
It is 7.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Heaps more coming up. We've got now, though, we're going to shoot off to Kaz. Love, yeah, love having you with us, Kaz. And she's got the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, we're 27 minutes away from 8am. So much to come. Andrew Carsten for Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Tommy Walsh, cricketer turned shot putter. No, sorry, shot putter turned cricketer, then turned shot putter. And Fletch and Joel. Joel and Fletch out of 1170 across the ditch. They're going to bring some heat to end the week. But boys... It is our weekend choices. Paul, I want you to have your choice. See your floor change in an instant with room view. Double eight double three or go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter. And I got a poll for you. I got a poll for you. I want you to just indulge me. Help me out here, lads. You were trying to get it out of Luke Wetzel. Uh, Hetzel. He was he was more interested in um, you being the hype guys on the side of the halfpipe. I don't think he quite grasped mm. what high level athletes you seriously are. You know, we're talking we're talking sixty six Test All Black. We're talking sole <laughs> triple century maker for his country. We're talking the peak, and I believe that could translate into snow sports simply. So my question for you on double eight double three and at Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter. If Baz and Izzy were to be representing Aotearoa at the current Winter Games, which event would they be competing in? And I got four options. First is probably the dollar ten favourite for Baz. Curling. Bear in hand, cool, calm, standing at the end. Sliding it through. I imagine Baz would be really good at pool. I don't know that. And I reckon this pre- sort of precision sport would um, would be right in the alley. By pub games. Pub games. Pub games. Yeah, that's it. Like cornhole, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, biathlon. Ice and veins. So this, you need a bit of fitness level. So you need to be skiing, then you stop, and you've got to shoot those targets. Get the heart rate down. I've seen you both do some pretty big things on the, the world stage, you know. Pretty cool again. Low heart rate. I reckon that could be a go. Ski jump. Eddie the Eagle? What about the bald eagle, CJ? Do you reckon he could fly <laughs> that up and under? Get some air under the pill. Izzy Dag going down the hill, launching himself, I'm wondering. And then Skeleton or Bobsleigh, because you both sent it at various parts of your career. And I reckon going headfirst down an ice trap, running out of your 22 or dancing down the wicket to blast a six back over anyone's head. I think Bobsleigh or Skeleton checks out. So the, the options are curling, biathlon, ski jump, or Skeleton. What do you guys reckon you'd be representing New Zealand at, at the Winter Olympics? Hey, Baz. Curling. Are you a dead man? <laughs> I reckon we're going good in the bobsled, me and you, brother. <laughs> it's the Baz and Izzy bobsled <laughs> team. <laughs> Wait, how does the rest of Yeah. Feel no, the no, rhythm. Feel the heat. <laughs> Get on top. It's bobsled time. No, I don't even know it. <laughs> That's brilliant. The Jamaican bobsled team. How, what a great yeah. movie that was. It is so good. It's one of the great. I might yeah. actually watch it today because that's what I'm going to do. But um, for, for me, Baz, before I jump in, see, but Louis, when you threw that out to me, I'm thinking, I, I like staying in the now. I like staying right now. The past is the past. And you had a good past, but the now, and I'm broken. So I'm thinking of something that's really nice and easy on the body. So I'm going more with Baz curling. He'll be doing the. 
the roll, and I'll be on the broom. Is that what they call them? The, the broom? Yeah, the what sweep, the broom. Yeah, the broom. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll be standing there going, what about Tim? What about Tim just sending through on the text line as well, double eight, double three, Tim? <laughs> Figure skating pairs. Who would be Tim? lifting who? Tim. Oh, I'll be lifting bears, 100%. He won't even be able to get me off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're, you're stripping fit at the moment. Don't do yourself an injustice. Hey, I want to read through this text, actually. Kia chaps. The success on the winter snow team is not overnight. There's been work done in all the disciplines for a number of years. We've improved our facilities, put money into coach education, and broadened the talent pool. But in my mind, it's been the pioneer athletes, such as the Wells family, that have shown what is possible, both mm. the young sports people and the old farts in the funding world and the Cowabunga dudes are true athletes and should be supported. Absolutely agree. These these athletes, it's just a passion, eh? They've turned a passion into a sport, and it's become fun, and it's become um, something that, that can inspire the next generation as well, and hopefully that through the Winter Games and etc they're going to get more and more profile so that those our next crop can then can then come through as well so totally agree with with that text as well uh, one thing i'm intrigued about is you know the bobsled like what are the different roles who sits like where would you sit and well, what's important in in the bobsled i think the the drivers in the front uh the the guy that's pushing is at the back i'm guessing um, look, to be honest, might have to Dr. Google that one, but um, I'm thinking the driver's <laughs> in the front and <laughs> the, the sprinter's in the back. But, uh, mate, they get, up to, they get up to some speed, like a couple of hundred clicks, they're going down that, that little ice track, and, mate, she can go pear-shaped really quick. Would you give it a go? Uh, I don't know if I would. No, I don't think I would. Do you know Chris Donaldson? Remember Chris Donaldson, the old... Yeah, the old, um, sprinter. So he's now my yeah. um, strength and conditioning coach at Kolkata in the IPL, and he's also the strength and conditioning coach for the Black Caps. And he obviously, anyway, he did that um, toffee pops ad. Remember that the same one that Carlos mm. Spencer did. He did that, which we're trying to track down the footage of because I'd love to put it up on, um, on like a team video to just really yeah. embarrass Chris because he gets highly mm. embarrassed. Um, he's still an unbelievable Nick, by the way. He's like 45 years mm. of age, and he is stacked, mate, ripped to shreds. Mm. But he gave it a crack. He he gave the bobsled um, a crack because of, obviously, his ability to run 10 flat or whatever it was. Um, and he said he, he did it once. Uh, did he do it once? He did it a couple of times, and, and he ended up ripping all the skin off his... Um, off his arms, I think it was. So when you run and you jump in the sled and then you go down, he just kept bouncing along the thing and it just kept ripping all his skin off down his, down his thing. And that, he said, no, that's not for him. You've got to be, you've got I to have certain to, skills to do that. But. Bez, touching on that, we should get the, have we got a New Zealand, we'd have a New Zealand bobsled team, wouldn't we? We'll get them on, eh? We'll get, get them on. Good call. Team. Yeah. There well, you go. We're good at everything else. We must be good at bobsledding. Right, 7.40 here in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Keep your texts flooding in as well. You guys are loving the chat this morning, and we appreciate all your feedback as well. Is Izzy basing his bobsled analysis purely off cool runnings? Chris, I think he is. 100%. Chris, I think you've absolutely nailed it there. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what gave you that. 
I'm not sure what tipped you off, whether it was the accent or the singing or the... Ri- <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, that's exactly what he's doing. We've got Andrew Carson's coming up after the break for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Baz and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yes, after some midweek thoroughbred racing, it just rolls on this weekend with two meetings tomorrow to sink your teeth into New Plymouth and Wingatui. Wingatui, the home of Jamie Richards, the Richards family. And the deep south is what we're going to focus on because Andrew Carson, is, who has gone from strength to strength as a trainer, has a great team and is included in that. The heavily punted favourite in the feature event has a bro. Andrew's going to join us soon, but looking forward to chatting to him about his team and particularly Wingatui. It's a funny old track, Wingatui. It's a good track to mm. uh, I went to a couple of weddings there, actually. Um, there's not too many wedding venues down there for, uh, for some fellas, so I went to a couple of weddings down there. Managed to make my way out to the home straight on a couple of occasions. Um, we're just going to track Andrew down, but in the meantime, I'm going to flick through a couple of these texts. These are gold. Izzy, you'd be good at arithmetic. <laughs> Arithmetic skating, having a wee boogie and singing along to the music, waving the ribbon around <laughs> and around. That's st- interpretive of interpretive ice dancing. What do you? I don't even know what is interpretive ice dancing. Do you? Mm. Never, never heard of it. No, but I've heard of arithmetic skating. So he's having a wee dig there. Oh, there we go. There's that. It's good. It's good. Got a few good texts coming through, Bears. I'll quick, can I quickly just touch up on this one? There's one down below, and I was talking about the rugby before. Hmm, interesting take, Izzy. I think they made a mistake. You've gone from having two competitions, two playoff brackets, two champs, and most importantly, two divisions. We've now gone back to participation model where everyone is equal. So now after three to four of the seasons there will be 50% or more of the games that literally mean nothing with no promotion relegation there's nothing to play for but pride if you're good enough you're only going to be in second division for a year what's the big deal how was it uh, how was it seeing Wellington in second division I think NZR bowed to public pressure and I don't think it's great look that's a great point uh, uh, fair enough I, I love your point there's going to be people that uh, are all for the change and, and they're against the change. Uh, for me personally, I just felt felt like we needed a change. Um, I, if you're talking everyone is equal and you're talking about the the, the PC world that we're, we're trying to live in, I thought the, late, the, the previous competition was more catered towards that. You're trying to have, have teams... Um, you know, playing for these competitions. Uh, look, <laughs> I just felt we needed something different. That kind of um, competition and that system was old, and we need change. If you, if everything's the same for a very long time, and I know you've, you've seen that with Super Rugby, they're constantly trying to change the competition to get more numbers back. And from what I was hearing last year in the public and the text line when it was flying through, they needed change. And I think it's good. I wanted to go back. I played in the system when it was just one big whole competition and... If you're the best, you take it out. And so that's just got to, um, teams have got to go back, stock their squads up and, and hopefully push for it. But I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Not, people, not everyone's going to be a fan of it, um, of the change, but I think it was needed. And um, I'm really looking forward to this competition. The top eight, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I know Neil Barnes came out. He would rather have had a top six 
and then uh, and then top sides play just straight semis and and uh, straight through or top two have a have a week off and then the the the, the next four play each other and then top two are guaranteed semi-finals and then straight through so look there's a lot of things and a lot of what-ifs but um i think the change was needed but thanks for that text whoever that was leave your name underneath the text great text coming through yeah lovely lovely and just while we're trying to track down andrew carson's i believe he might be out riding a horse he might have a horse on the loose and then again another great example of new zealand now our horsemen and horsewomen of this place they spend all their time on their animals so that's okay he does have, however, um, the favourite in uh, in one of the main events there, and that's Hasbro. Of course, Hasbro is by Super Sire Savabil out of the the mere Halloween, and Hasbro is also the sibling of Hassa Halo, who won. I think was it the Karaka? Did it win the Karaka Millions? It won. Anyway, it won a, a huge race. Um, and you've also got Savasar, as we heard from Robert Dennis. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Savasar is a horse he has a lot of time for, and that's also the favourite. In the Dunedin, uh, the Alivia Administration Dunedin Gold Cup, so there's a couple of uh, Waikato stud bred horses there, a couple of Savabills. Gee, if you can go the sales, is you can get your hands on a Savabill, you're going to go okay. Because he is an absolute superstar. He's not getting any younger, but he just stamps them. He leaves sprinters, he leaves milers, he leaves stayers. He leaves fillies, leaves leaves colts that all do their thing and um yeah they go on all sorts of tracks they're incredibly uh versatile as well um we do have a quick text here as well from harrison marker hey lads has a hair bro straight out of dunedin i've always loved a bit of moisture and i'm feeling great going around town so no so it's naturally time to unload up unload on my brother up up has there you go. So he's on Hasbro. Mm. Big fan. Thanks, thanks, Harrison. Three dollars fifty. Uh, right. Three dollars fifty. Is that a bit of you, Bears? Three dollars fifty. A bit of you. Uh, I'm going to be taking the multi, mate. Um, I'm going to go Savasar mm. and um, Hasbro. To be honest, I think that gives me roughly around what it's about ten dollars fifty or something return. And that's a little bit more to my liking. So I'll be having a, a little crack at that. What about you? Anything yeah, I'm going. I'm following you, mate. Savazar into Hasbro, and I'm gonna. I'll probably find one more. I just need a little, another little connector to really juice up that that multi because I told the wife I've done one. I'm doing one. I've done two already, so I'm going three this week. So um, yeah, that'll be me, and I need some juicy, oh. juicy odds. Same, bro, because I've got to get back my uh, NFT scam. What about the scammer? I hope you're having a good day, the scammer. Hey, <laughs> eh? rip me off a point one of my ETH. Scammer. Now I've got to go into the weekend and find something really juicy just to make it up. That's not good. I'm starting from behind. 7.52 here in the morning. That was our Waikato start update. Of course, Waikato start home of champion size, including Savabill and Ocean Park. We'll try and get Andrew Carson on the phone another time. Uh, he's obviously busy wrangling up some horses. But that was our Waikato start update. And we will shoot off to a break. We'll be back very soon. The Chemist Home. Online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Ready, ready. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. Was it? Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme, maybe. Feel the feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on One top. more time. One it's more. It's Bob's time. 
cool one more time Roy. Ready. one more time ready feel the rhythm feel the rhyme get on up it's bumpler time cool running <laughs> that's so good takes you back eh? Hey? could you Great picture movie. us could you pitch i could picture us doing that bears yeah should we try is yeah. it is there a bobsled track in New Zealand? We'll go do it, eh? Oh, be yeah, Naseby. Are we lining? What are well, we lining we ourselves up for? <laughs> <laughs> Another broken leg. Anyone from Naseby? <laughs> Let's oh. do it, Bears. How good would that content be? You be the driver, I'll be the one-legged pusher. Well, we think it's a driver. Well, actually, it, there's a there's an event that's perfect for you guys, and it's the luge, and it's a little bit more user-friendly, and I'm pretty sure there's two blokes on it, and you actually put your feet first. And you still go really quick, but it means that you're not going head first, and also you don't need two more people to sign themselves up to a death wish. So, hang on. So you reckon it's perfect for us? Oh, it's a tandem. That's, that's in your expert knowledge of losing. Yeah, it's tandem. <laughs> your, your chemistry would go uh, real yeah. good on the luge bears. Uh, Louis, you're setting us up for some sort of injury here. I reckon we need we need to think think this through a little more clearly than just. Willy nilly just like going off on a tangent, yeah, and committing ourselves to a, some sort of reckless kind of journey down a mountain, freezing cold with no lubrication. Right, <laughs> coming up eight o'clock in the morning, we're off to track down some cafe coffees. Here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's Friday the 4th of Feb. And it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to catch up with Tommy Walsh. Walsh, he is a cricketer now turned shot putter. How good. Can't wait to chat to him about the Black Clash and what he's been up to. I think he's in Wellington. Uh, going back to the community, giving back to his grassroots. So looking forward to chatting to Walshie very, very shortly. And then later on, we're going to chat to Joel and Fletch all around. Good buggers over in Sydney, 1170 SEN. Chat to those boys and finish off the week strong. I'm sure they're going to bring a lot of chat. A lot of chat. But if you missed that last hour, make sure you head over and have a wee listen on the Bears and Izzy podcast because we spoke oh. about bobsledding. We spoke about bobsledding. And well, everyone's come through on the text line and they think would be good at arithmetic skating. Well, I would be dancing around and doing all those things. And now we've just jumped into a bobsled. So me and Bears are going to do a bobsled, apparently. We're going to go to Naseby and we're going to put some... Go- I've just thrown Bears under the, under the, under the bus. <laughs> and he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at me through the camera. We're going to Naseby, mate. We're going to get some content going and we're going to go do a bobsled, mate. That'll be good. That'll be good. I'm up and about now. I'm ready to go. And someone else that probably... What have you got, Bears? Well, no, what I was going to say is, uh, just go back to just before the news, and Louis said that we'd be good at losing. So losing is the one where you've got no sides, right? Like There's no sides on your car, you've just got the sled thing. That's losing, mm. right, Louis? Yeah, it's like skeleton, but there's two of you, and you're going foot first, not head first, so a little bit safer. Yeah. You're right, and I, and I'm, and I said without lubrication. What I meant by that is if, if, you, if you end up like sliding down the mountain, you're going to end up, you know, like Chris Donaldson, and get the all the scars and all your tissue ripped off. So you need you need to find something to slide down there and also maybe a couple of quiet beers just take the edge off. And if we're going to start doing sort of any uh, any of those reckless kind of um, 
winter sports, Izzy. We're going to definitely need one mm. of those on board. Tell you who go no good at sledding, mm. and that's mm. Tom Walsh. There wouldn't be a sled big enough for mm. the big lad. Mm. I was that, actually thinking you want about. To introduce Tommy. I was at, no. I was actually thinking a good weight, weight up the front. You know, we need that weight to go down. Put him up the front. I don't know if he's a good driver. I've seen him hit it off the tee, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll get him online eh, and see if he's keen to join join the Baz and Izzy Bobsled team. It's time for a Mick Cafe coffee catch up, and you'd be forgiven for for confusing our next guest with Jonty Rhodes, considering his nimble work in the field during the Black Clash. Kinsey again to Walsh. Oh, oh. smashed away through Midwicket for four. Oh, what a shot. Oh, smashed away by Walsh for six. Boy, oh boy, he's the secret weapon. Where have they been hiding him, Team Cricket? That was a magnificent shot. Short again. And <laughs> Nonetheless, even though he lost his bat, it still goes for four down to five leg. It almost he from Tom Walsh. He's caught oh God, no. I thought it was a bump ball, but it's straight back to the bowler. And the magnificent in, uh, innings of Walsh, 34 of 25 is over. <laughs> yes, he's actually a beast of a human that throws a massive rock for a job. Tom Walsh is on the line ahead of competing this weekend in Wellington in the Capital Classic. Back in New Zealand athletics community, giving back to where it all began. And he's on the line this morning. Tom, how are you, brother? Uh, pretty good, is he? Um, I've just heard a little bit of chat about you trying to fit into a bobsled. And, uh, I, I know for a fact, mate, that uh, your knees are no good, so that'd be no good. And, uh, like, I know I wouldn't fit in one, but shit, mate, you don't have much of a hope either. <laughs> what, are, what are you saying, Walshie? What are you saying, man? I haven't seen you for a couple of months. You can't throw that chat out without him seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> All I know, mate, is every time we play golf, you uh, you drive in a cart. So, you know. <laughs> Bad knees, mate. And you're always joining me, bud. Joining me. Hey, what did, what did it feel like when you heard that audio, mate? Have you, are you still coming down the planet Earth? Was that how fun was the Black Clash? Oh, mate, it was awesome. Um, you know, it was. Uh, I, all I wanted to do was get off the mark, and then once I got off the mark, <laughs> a little bit of a, a dodgy shot. You know, it was uh, it was bloody good fun. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I explained to a lot of people over the last two or three weeks, or however long it's been. But um, I grew up, you know, trying to be some of these guys in the backyard with my brother playing BYC and and things like that. So to to be playing alongside or against them, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. And what about your preparation for, uh, oh, it's, it's Baz here, by the way, Walshie. Uh, your preparation for um, the big the big event, uh, you went down in the nets in the morning, you got got your eye in, faced a couple yeah. of, uh, of, of the bowlers, and also I had the, the dog stick at you, which was quite quick. Do you think that, mm. that played a bit of a role in, in your performance? Oh, definitely, especially that first one you gave me nice and short and right at my head, so that was quite nice, Baz, of you. Um, and then, you know, maybe uh, maybe the two beers over lunch that we shared, mate, um, might have calmed the nerves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Just, I want to know, so you're competing this weekend, but the Black Clash was only a couple of weeks ago. Was there any mm-hmm. stage where you thought there was a bit of self-preservation in the field? Because every time the ball came to you, you were like, you were like a... A leopard just sort of jumping, you know, like bouncing around. You, you're pretty impressive. You're hitting the turf on regular occasion. Any any thought that you might do yourself an injury, or you just you full noise? Well, no, look, I um, 
you know how they talk about the long barrier and try and get as much um, body behind the ball as possible so if it misses your hand that's something so I was actually applying the same principle but with my um, my torso uh, and just trying to get the whole torso behind it uh, to make sure that if my hands and when my hands missed the ball uh, you know it hit something so yeah it was it was all good though mate now it was fine <laughs> mate well she was any chat was any chat I know uh, Jordy was trying he didn't even know where the ball was bowling when he was bowling the ball was there any chat out there from any of the rugby boys getting into you no the rugby boys were quite and Baz probably can attest to this they're pretty serious those rugby boys they want to win um, you know so yeah. it was uh, I was just disappointed that you weren't coming off a long run is he I've heard so much about you you know how fast <laughs> you get it down there and things like that I was just really looking forward to facing you but uh, no it was pretty quiet out there actually I think a few of them were a little bit shocked when I let, let go of the bat so they took a few more steps back but uh, no nah, it, was, it was a good time nice. to be fair to you Walsh as well without your performance it would have been an incredibly one sided game like the, the cricket boys they need a freshen up, eh? Like you're, you've got to be back next year for sure. But a couple of them, including maybe the skipper Stephen Fleming, they've got to have to have a look at themselves, surely. Well, it's uh, it was good that Fleming actually got off the mark this, this time, you know, uh, and scored a few runs. But uh, you know, look, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm new to the team still, so I'm not gonna say that anything should happen. But you know, maybe a few of the old boys like Fleming might need to hang the boots up. The best years maybe behind. Them. <laughs> yeah, mate, totally, totally agree. Two all, two all heading across. Are you going to put your hand up again? Oh, look, you know, as I said, I don't want to put my foot in it, but, uh, you know, if I'm around, I'm, I'll be available. But I don't know if with that comment before from about Flynn, I might be on the, on the chopping block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there, mate. He's got shares in it, so he's not doing too well off it as well. So, mate, what are you up to now? What are you up to now? Are you in Wellington competing at the Capital Class, okay? Yeah, mate. So that's that's tonight. So just getting ready for uh, for that. Um, so you know there is uh, some spectators allowed to come in, which is good. Of course, in bubbles of a hundred, which which isn't exactly ideal, but but uh, you can still come along and watch some of uh, some of us. You know, some of the big guys throw and and, and, and some of the sprinters run and, and so forth. So uh, it should be a good evening at Newtown Park. Mate, we're talking um, over that lunch up at up at the Mount. Uh, well, Tauranga, just about uh, some of your training methods and that as well. Mm-hmm. So you, you obviously you throw right-handed, but we're mm-hmm. talking you do do a little bit of left-handed stuff too, right? Just to try and balance yourself out and, and keep your timing stuff. Is that is that still the case? Yeah, that's still the case. Um, as, yeah, because we were talking about. Um, I was just asking bowlers do anything, anything you know, any run-ups left-handed and, and so forth. But um, yeah, it's just uh, for me, it's also a good way to break down what I do and actually have to think about a little bit every step because once you've done something you guys understand so much one way um, you kind of you kind of just on autopilot to some degree but when I when I have to throw right-handed or do some drills right hand uh, left hand sorry when I have to do some throws uh, left-handed it just makes me think shit you know what do I do with my right foot or what do I do with my left hand here or my right leg or whatever it is so it just um, it's a good way to kind of step back and actually kind of just try and keep it simple and, and, and remember what you're actually trying to achieve with, with your movements and stuff. And the other thing we sort of chat about, like it's obviously power and like looking at you, mate, you're an absolute beast. Anyone that hasn't been around Tommy Walsh in, in, uh, in the flesh, he is a weapon, absolute weapon. <laughs> Could be a WWE wrestler, absolutely. But we're talking about power, but 
but also you mentioned like it's timing right like it's the timing and yeah. and, and the real sort of snap in your throw which makes mm-hmm. a big difference right yeah for sure and and, and there's there's tr- two ways to kind of throw shot um you know there's the big strong massively strong guys who rely completely on strength and you know like for example one of the guys da- uh, Dalin Romani Brazilian guy benches 300 kgs for two reps so you know he relies much more on um <laughs> he relies much more on the strength side where I'm not quite as strong but but I rely much more on my rhythm and timing and and, um, and therefore like can still produce some massive throws um, without the, the massive end strength that he has, yeah. Mate, what what are the numbers you're, you're lifting at the moment? Don't be humble, because I saw Fletcher <laughs> Newell for the Crusaders. He squatted 260 the other day. What, what numbers are you pushing yeah. into, Multi? Yeah, that's cute, isn't it? Um, I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you said not to be uh, humble, mate. So, um, you know, I've benched. Uh, what have I benched? I've benched. I've benched two forty. Uh, I've squatted three twenty. I've uh, I've deadlifted um, three forty. So, uh, yeah, and power clean one one eight uh, one ninety. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, but but also yeah, I don't have to run around the rugby field for um, you know eighty minutes, so it, it makes it a little bit easier. And you guys see me run around the cricket field, which you know I might have been all right in one direction, but I couldn't stop and turn around. I, you know, I said to Flynn, I said no, no bloody twos today, Flynn. And of course, he hits one down to third man. He wants to run two, doesn't he? I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, mate. But those are some numbers. Wow, Fletcher, if you're listening, <laughs> Tommy Walsh has just flexed his muscles there, mate. Talk about it. Talk to us about the year. Well, what's what's the year here for you, mate? You have a busy calendar, no doubt, and uh, yeah. plans for you. What do you, what do you want to achieve come 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 the end of the season? Oh, look, my my goal is pretty simple. With with every major championship of mine is. Is to win. I, I love I w- love winning and I hate losing. So, um, and, and just in terms of, I know that I need to be in 23, 23 meter shape um, there or thereabouts to, to win. So I've got um, world indoors at the end of March um, in Serbia. So that, that's my first stop. Um, and then with the announcement yesterday with home in my uh, home isolation, uh, I'll be able to come back um, for a little bit uh, between then and having world world outdoor champs in, in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, and then Commonwealth Games about three or four weeks after that. So it's a it's a pretty busy year for me. Um, but uh, mm. you know, it's a it's I know that I need to be in 23, um, if not a little bit better shape to, to win those. And uh, and 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 now we're just got to try and trying trying to work things towards getting into that that and that and into that type of shape. What are you throwing at the moment, bud? We're about to get currently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite a way off at the moment. I, you know, I'm probably in 2150 shape, um, but but that's just mm. because I've come off some, some you know you know cricket training from from the Black Clash and uh, <laughs> and also just just some just some pretty golf. heavy stuff in the gym. Uh, yeah, golf as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it all comes around pretty quick. You know, in the next two or three weeks, I should be you know up around that 22 meter mark, and then you know by the start of March. Uh, mid-March, I should be really hussing um, and, and th- you know, I, I, everything going to plan up around that 23-metre mark. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that all comes to comes to plan. Oh, mate, looking forward to watching you 
watching you get back out there and, and do your thing, and no doubt you will excel towards that 23 as well. Hey, um, just before we let you go, Walshy, talk to us about your golf, mate. We know you're an avid golfer. You play in the same Wednesday group as Izzy as well. And just talk yeah. to us. How's your form, mate? You're such well, a big man, uh, such big numbers. How do you go on the course? <laughs> well, I, mate, I, I that's what I mean. He ain't flexing on the golf course. Well, I tell you what, I only play with Izzy when he's not, you know, floating around getting free clubs from TaylorMade or, you know, you know, it's <laughs> kind of swanky dinner or luncheon or something. So don't stand for that much. But, um, no, it's, uh, I think my short game is probably my best part. Izzy outdrives me by about yeah. 50 to 100 metres sometimes. So uh, it's always good for the ego, that one. Oh, he's got brilliant. a good short game. I must contest to that one. He is... Got a really good short game. Real good around the green, so he's pretty sharp, old Walshy. Hmm. Power man with touch as well. Jeepers, dynamite. <laughs> you might make the best bobsled sort of acquisition yet, actually. Anyway, Walshy, we're oh. going to let you go, mate, but uh, we wish you all the best this weekend and, and and for the season coming up, and it's great news about um, your ability to get overseas and compete in those big events as well now. And, yeah, we look forward to following it, mate, and uh, all the best, and thanks for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah. Cheers, Walsh. Thanks for having me on, boys. That is Tom Walsh, and that was our McCafe coffee catch-up with the great man, the shot putter turned cricketer, and now heading back to his, his calling, shot put golfer, comedian. <laughs> no, he's a good man, Walsh. He what about those champion. numbers? Honestly, though. though Honestly, mate, I but thought how 260. Big he is big, eh? He's huge. I saw 260, like, one of the rugby boys squatting. I was like, oh, that's big. He has just smoked that. 320. Wow. Yeah, that's some numbers. Yeah, but, mate, when you're around him, mate, like, he's such a gentleman as well, mm. like, absolute legend bloke. Mm. But he's just so imposing, eh? Like, just, I know I mentioned yeah. WWE wrestler, but he could easily be a wrestler, couldn't he? And, mm. and yeah, I wonder what his nickname would be if he was a wrestler. Tom Walsh, what would his nickname be? Double eight, double three. Let us know what you think Tom Walsh's wrestling nickname would be. I've got a couple of ideas. Probably not for you, though. All right, 20 past eight in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Down there, I'll be listening to 89.1 FM. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. 25 minutes past 8 here in the morning. Give us a call any time on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 We're going to get off to Pitt Morris in just a second for our TAB live update. Just going to rip through a couple of these text messages. Izzy, have you had a snot with the stealth yet? How does it go? That's from Dino. I'm guessing that's a new driver of some yeah. sort of... goes good, Dino. Kind of, goes real good. Some sort of tailor-made freebie for you, Izzy. Here's another one. Remember when John Candy was introducing the Jamaicans to bobsled? He says in his speech, and I quote, you see bones don't break in bobsled, they shatter. And Baz, if Izzy is driving, remember what our brother did on a motorbike in his own driveway. <laughs> Brett, oh, how valid that point is. I think I, I better drive, Is You can add the power, you my drive. friend. And Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one last one as we head into a little bit of racing talk for today. Of course, tomorrow there is a big meeting at Wingatui, and we've got some oil from, from down that way from someone who lives down in, in and around the Tyree region. Look for a wet track form, lads. It is very damp on the Tyree. So there we go. A little bit of 
little bit of oil for us on track conditions down there. It is time for our TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And it's very good morning to Pitt Morris. Good morning, guys. And welcome you guys back as well. Good holiday. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's been a lovely break as well. I bet, yeah, I'm looking now, forward man. to the weekend. Looking forward here. <laughs> Cracking into it and looking forward to the weekend as well with good racing coming up as per usual. We have got uh, in the Winged Series, just as you guys mentioned there, the best back in the Group 3 is Hasbro, 5 into 3.5. Heading mm. to the Central District from the Taranaki Cup between Zola Express and Al Mary, both of them taking uh, most of the money. And in the two-year-old classic, we have got most bets. The best seller is on Maven Bell there. So that seems to be the way that the market is playing. Of course, we've got bonus back races too. The bonus back blitz across the to the first four races. New class as well, Ramwick and Caulfield. And just quickly today, so bonus back races on Palmerston North Greyhounds. I have to mention the Greys. Huge meeting there, Manawatu mm-hmm. Cup Heats, Nancy Bay Memorial as well, and probably the best Manawatu Cup Heats I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. Fabulous. So plenty of money for coming for Hazabro. Got a wee tip for Manawatu. What was that, Izzy? Sorry. sorry. Have you got oh, a wee tip for Manawatu? Um... Yeah, I think I can start you guys off nicely with Allegro Mars and I should say Big Time Mars in race one. He's about two dollars. He was two ten. He should be winning, and I really do like Nevada Full in one of the sprint heats. So have a look at him. He's around three fifty. I think he should be winning. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. What? Uh, so Hasbro's taking plenty of cash, eh? That's good to know. We've, uh, he has. Yep. Five and just three fifty. Have a look at him for the wet track form as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Pip. We appreciate that. You have a great weekend, and uh, let's hope we can all get paid and, and put a little bit of pressure on the TAB, eh? Ah, fingers <laughs> crossed, guys. Have a good weekend as well. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, that was Pip Morris for our TAB live update. Of course, TAB promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, R18. Going to just rip through another couple of these texts. The text machine is flying today, isn't it? It's mm. absolutely mm. flying on the double eight, double three. You guys are. It seems that the old bobsled's got you, uh, got you going, and <laughs> quite, you quite like to take the Mickey out of us actually on the on the text machine here. <laughs> what else we've got? Uh, what else have we got? Oh, there's a good one actually about Colin Munro. Is Colin Munro played well in the Big Bash? And now he's just been man of the match overnight in the PSL as well. He managed to get 71 off 37. So he's putting together back-to-back tournaments. Of course, he's not in the New Zealand T20 side at the moment. Probably not even within their calculations. But maybe he is starting to force their hand at T20 World Cup at the end of the year in Australia in conditions where he excelled beautifully for the first Scorchers as they went on to claim another title over there in the Big Bash as well. And now he's moved to... The PSL, where he's dominating too. So is Colin Munro asking a couple of questions from a cricketing point of view of the selectors. Food for thought, that's for sure. It is coming up 8.30 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got plenty more coming up soon, including Joel and Fletch out of Sydney, 11.70 SEN. How good's that going to be? For now, though, it's time for Kaz with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.
SNZ, we are 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Joel and Fletch from 1170 SEN, not far away. Here's the Choices Flooring. Roomview program takes the guesswork out of choice choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. Here are the results. We've asked you to have your choice. It was a ripping poll. If Baz and Izzy were to be representing Aotearoa at the Winter Games, which event would they be competing in? You have had your choice. Curling with a bear in hand, biathlon, ice in the veins, ski jump, Eddie slash bald eagle, skeleton luge, bomb, bobsleigh. And um, look, I know we're compiling a bobsled team, which is all fun and all, but in a canter, hands and heels, the public has spoken, so has Baz, and so has Izzy. Curling, bear in hand, Izzy with the broom, Baz with the... Eh, it's kind of like a puck, more like a kettle. I'm not too sure what exactly it is. Winter Olympics kettle. kick off tonight. Kettle, that's right. Winter Olympics kick off tonight here, and we're going to go for our best games ever. Joel and Fletch from 1170. SEN are not far away. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SENZ. Stick with us. Catching up with the bros from across the ditch after this. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We have got the cricket and we have got the rugby to talk about. I'm mm. pleased to say the boys from over there in New Zealand for SENZ are live on the line. G'day, boys. Yes, Hello, lads. How are we doing over there? Oh, we're going Woo. good. Not going as good as Izzy. I know you're all at home over there and not in the office, but Izzy, do you live in a castle? Because we're just looking at <laughs> the background and I think I see a moat. <laughs> Mate, no, no, it is flooding in Christchurch. No, I don't live in a castle. I've got a couple of cows running out there, boys. I'm a farmer. Hey, eh? oh, picture that's a that. Terrific view. Six cows. That. I think that's where um, Justin Langer yeah. is, isn't it? Dumped out of, out there in the water somewhere. Gone. Yeah. Is he gone yeah. or what? Oh no. How can you be gone, gone after winning a T Twenty World Cup and an Ashes? Because we only beat New Zealand and England. It's not as if we beat anyone good. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, England were hopeless. Like They, are, they yeah. were terrible. Anyone could have beaten them, so that's not a great achievement. No. Nah. They beat Bangladesh, though. Could not beat Bangladesh. They're a terrific team. Hey, Baz, no, uh, good at home. what do you make of this? Because you're, you're impartial to all of this, watching it from across the broad. Um, what do you think? Uh, is it very clear in your eyes that he's Tata Tatiana, our man Justin Langer? Well, I, it's, I find myself sort of grappling with it because to me, surely the mark of a coach is results, right? It's not about whether the players necessarily like you. That Sometimes um, players shouldn't like you, that, but they, they find a way, you find a way to get the best out of them. And to me, I think his record from where, when he took over to what it is now, mm. I just can't see how they can, uh, they can challenge that, how they haven't actually just got right in behind them, gone to Justin Langer and said, what do you need? What is it that you need? Set the players and Justin Langer down and said, right, let's work together. You guys have achieved some good stuff. That's now how take it to how do we take it to a sustainable level um, long term and what changes do we need to make? So that's that's what I'm my take on it. I can't quite believe it and I don't understand hey, why. Hey Baz, did you watch the it was an Amazon show um, called The Test where it was they covered the uh, when we toured uh, for the Ashes a few years ago. Did you see any of that footage? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and he's obviously abrasive, JL, right? But that's that yeah. era that he played in. And and that's where maybe the the more recent cricketers, they maybe they don't quite like that, but they actually need it. 
and, mm. and that's why you know I think he's found a way to get the most out of them. And hey, if it's galvanised them as well, the fact that they're a bit mm. they find their coach a little bit surly at times, then that's not a bad thing either, surely. But it's hard to it's hard to disagree with what he's been able to achieve, and it's also hard to disagree, I reckon, lads, with the amount of support and the and the the calibre of support that's come out um, for Justin Langer. Think of all those players that I have, you know, the Adam Gilchrist, the Ricky Pontings, the Matthew Haydens, the list goes on and on and on. And they, they want him in the job, so maybe it's a matter of the players just sucking it up and, and getting mm. on with it. But anyway, we don't need to get too deep into that, do we? We've got Izzy here. <laughs> no, Izzy's our, he's our colour. Hey, yeah, hey, Izzy, about just cows. Cows. What about bobsled? Mate, Izzy, the cows, oh, yes. they, they don't know public holidays. They don't know weekends, do they? Tell us a few tricks of the trade there. <laughs> well, look, to be honest, I thought it was a great idea, uh, great idea grabbing the cows because you know I got a bit, little bit of pasture out there, so they need to smash it out. But there's there's one cow, there's one cow, there's always one in the mob, and it's obviously <laughs> bears in this group that just likes to push the boundaries and do something. So one of these cows keeps breaking out into the neighbours <laughs> and, and and going a bit wayward. So I thought it was a good idea, but it's a bit of a shambles. But they're all right now. They're, they're in the paddock. But lads, I want to ask you, we've been talking about the Winter Olympics a lot. We've mm. come out and said, we're, what would we be? What would Baz and Izzy be at the Winter Olympics? Winter Olympics. We put up a little poll, and, and then we put up the poll, and the people voted curling. We thought mm. curling would probably be the best suited for us. And then we went down the line of bobsledding. You know, how would we go into bobsledding? And then Cool Runnings came up, the Jama- Jamaican bobsled team and all that stuff. What would you two be Feel the rhythm. at the Winter, the Winter Olympics? Get on what up. would you two? What well, Brian, we've been speaking a lot be about going? the Winter. We've been speaking a lot about the Winter Olympics as well. Waxing lyrical, some would say. Well, yeah. What would we be? Yeah, well, there's not, a, there's not too many sports that we could do. Mm. Curling, which you know we discussed this earlier, it, it looks like you're polishing floorboards. I don't know whether that can constitute. I know it is a sport. You're an ex-cleaner, though. Yeah, I'm an ex-cleaner, <laughs> but I, I, I'll get around curly. What about the biathlon? Yeah. I don't mind doing that, a bit of cross-country skiing, and then you get to shoot shit. Is that that one when they're like that? Yeah. Is that that one when they're like that? And yeah, they got the yeah. gun on their back, and then they go. That's right, and they just go bang. Yeah, I like I like how yeah, Izzy nice. has stood up in front of his palatial mansion, yeah. right? And Baz don't give a rat, and forgets and forgets we're actually on radio, and says, "Is that the one where you do that?" And goes to uh, show the. Uh, <laughs> well, you can see me, so you yeah. need a you know need a commentator, so you commentate yeah. while I'm doing it. Hey, Izzy, just on. Yeah. I mean, your your prime minister, um, Jacinda Ardern, she cancelled her oh. wedding and. Obviously, you were going to be mm. MC. Was was that a bit of a was that a bit of a dagger to the to the heart? Uh, we, we don't really speak about her on this. Is she is she well liked? We don't. I mean, our prime minister's not very well oh. liked. She a lot, a lot, Look, uh, uh, it's been a tough old couple of months for her. Let's be honest. And uh, I think that the thing for her is. She's trying to make the decisions to suit what's best for the country and get the country protected. But reality is we've been left behind and everyone's about two years in front of us. So she's not really well liked at the moment. She's uh, made some decisions that really haven't impressed and probably affected a lot of uh, small businesses and people around the country. So it's been pretty tough, mate. But obviously the borders are opening up to, to you blokes. So we have to get you boys over, eh? Absolutely. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, just before we talk on this situation of COVID, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Brian, do you think it's made its way across the Tasman, this 
this really damning situation we're finding relating to the vaccinations. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this news earlier. Uh, I think it was last week that there is a side effect to the vaccination. The U.S. man has said that his manhood did shrink after taking a certain vaccination. And he's taking – are you aware of any of that, Jets? Not personally, but um, – <laughs> Where did he? Where did he get the vac? Did he get the vaccination his arm, or did he sort of? His arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a US <laughs> man. Point. I did have the article. I had the article here. What's the, What's the vax called? Uh, no, it's. It, they didn't, well, they didn't name it. That's the thing. Because over in America, you can get a couple of different uh, vaccinations made by Pfizer, and they own. So I was thinking it might be one of those, uh, the double thing where you get the vaccination by Pfizer, and what else does Pfizer make? Oh, yeah, yes. it's the other thing. Yes. So, oh, right. it's self-fulfilling. Yes. Ah, so you go yeah. down and yeah. you go up, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Brian. Yeah, same, same oh. uh, company. Yeah. The blue one. He's standing up again, is he? He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's stretching. He's, he's Speaking stretching. about Pfizer, uh, Baz, we, we did say that uh, it, it looks as though he's got a master's um, golf course behind him, is he? But for Baz, it looks as though he's got the Pfizer factory behind him. What's behind you, Baz? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a factory of sorts, yeah. It's like, um, what is it? It's like a, uh, some sort of machinery factory. Um, <laughs> some sort of machinery factory, which uh, I own. <laughs> there's a couple of tuk-tuks in there. Um, oh. For those not aware of what tuk-tuks are, they're from India, that's the... Mode of transport for majority of Indi- India, so I've, I've managed to scoop a few of those up over the years and bring them back to to uh, to the plus six four. But no, it's it's a big old warehouse, not really used for bugger all. Maybe I could put some sort of golf driving range or something in in there as well. I'm sure, you could. But, I'll tell you a little fun yeah, fact for today, which is uh, February fourth, boys. Uh, speaking of India, did you know this? So Facebook was launched today by Mark Zuckerberg in two thousand and four, and India. Mm. Are the population who use Facebook most? Can you believe that? I do believe that. Yeah, India. I'll tell you another thing that happened on this day, which you may recall, Baz. This happened uh, 1991, where Martin Crow. These actual and Andrew... facts or these made up facts? <laughs> no, this is oh. fact. Uh, 1991, Martin Crow and Andrew Jones at the Basin in Wellington, a partnership of 467, world record partnership of 467. Do you remember that one? Ooh. Yeah, oh, I do. Day. Martin Crow, two hundred ninety-nine oh, three years old. The, the famous innings. Yeah, just go back to the um, the Facebook thing there with India. It's probably not a major surprise, is it? Because of their population, mm. would that be? I'm guessing one point five billion people, middle class, developing, and a lot of and we've got. A, I don't know about in New Zealand, but we've got a huge Indian population out, out in. Sydney, very true. Northwest Sydney. Uh, just on you, Baz. Um, the little birdie told me you got scammed yesterday. Would you like to oh, elaborate? I was going to ask you about that. What, what yeah, have you done? NFT rookie, <laughs> non fungible token rookie. So my mentor in the <laughs> NFT world is um, is the one and only Izzy Dag, and I unfortunately didn't take. I didn't go to my mentor before I got scammed. I had to go after and and I put in point one ETH. You guys are you're across one neathers, right? Yeah. You boys NFTs one, 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 or what? Yeah, well we're going through the ourselves land? at the moment, Brian. We we and yeah, the crypto got, horses we, we got involved yeah, in. Yeah, crypto horses we got into. But we didn't get scammed, not yet. Oh. 
No, yeah, there you go. Ch- normal well, horses. We had to put our money. Too. We had to put our money into a Nigerian account, <laughs> which which is all sweet because he's a he's a prince, and I trust princes. So I'll be sweet. Are you, honestly, of horses, boys, are you into the NFTs? Are... You into the NFTs? No. no. Is are the horses the NFTs? No. No. Can you sell, if we're in an elevator, boys? Sell us, and you sound like you're the man, Izzy. Sell us the yeah. NFT in thirty seconds. Uh, okay. Twenty six. So an NFT is a non fungible token. Basically, what they're trying to do is is get away from scammers and making this one little image that can never be repeated, and a lot of people can make fake cards like Pokemon cards. So these things, they go up in the blockchain, they're put into a smart contract, and they are one of one, and you own that one image. And if the project goes really well and you need creators that are really onto it, and there's a lot of people out there that will do cash grabs, you actually have to look and put in, doing the homework, put in a lot of effort, and look behind the scenes. And if you get it right, you can make millions and millions of dollars. So, Easy, give us an example of an NFT which you own. Uh, so I own an NFT, I own a party beer, which is a beer in the blockchain, and it's made by Fluff World, and they are Kiwi blokes, Kiwi creators, and uh, their company has gone from zero to 400 million, I think the valuation is, in, wow. in about a year and a half. And uh, basically, you own this beer, and in the blockchain, it's one of one, and there's 7,700 7, beers ever made, You're, I own one of those, and basically... And going forward, they, they bring out venues, which is a, a, a home for this beer. And then uh, yeah, it just keeps going on and on. So these things are just keep going valuable, valuable. So we paid 0.2 ETH for this beer, and it's now worth probably about 3 ETH. And, and an ETH is about oh, wow. 4,000 New Zealand dollars. So, so when it's probably you say worth about ven- 12 grand. When you say a venue, it's like in the mm. metaverse venue. It's not a real... Yeah, yeah. So it's a metaverse, then you put the VR on, you put those VRs on, you know, those little yeah. goggles, and you go up into this metaverse, and everyone else is up there in there with their beers, and you're that beer, and you walk around, and you're talking to people as that beer. Hey, boy, so, I reckon, boy, just... I wouldn't mind making, I wouldn't mind making a, some sort of strip club or something up in the metaverse. I reckon oh, they'd go, oh, oh, Yes, Baz. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boys, we're going to go. But just before we go, Baz, uh, this is a question without notice, so you may not have the answer. What we like to do for our listeners, and our listeners provide same, is a WBW. Oh, yes. uh, we'll be winning. I know you like your ponies, your horses. Is there anything over there in New Zealand that we should be uh, putting some of our ETH on? Yeah. Uh, yep, Savasar. Uh, what race is it, Louis? Race uh, six, I think, at Wingatui tomorrow. Savasar, I think it is called. Savasar, WBW. And then, well, what we're doing... Yeah, we're actually running a multi. We're running that into Hasbro as well in race eight. So there's three fifty into three sixty, I think it is. So we like to get greedy because we're in the NFT world, and I've been scammed, so I've got to get my money back. Well, hang on, before you go, Baz, what happened with your scam? How did you get scammed? Oh, well, so they sent me a direct message, which was going to get me on a mint, which is pretty much allows me to just buy it, and it was going to get me on a whitelist, which is an event advanced buying thing. So I transferred over point one ETH, which is about four hundred dollars. And there's no NFT came back my way. It was some oh, scam. So, yeah. Stick yeah. to strip clubs. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. hey, Stick to what we know, strip clubs brother. and horses. Great to chat. You'll have Vossy back very chat, shortly. Boys. A bit of normalcy with uh, Brandy, boys. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> See awesome. you, boys. Cheers, Great. lads. Good chat. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fun, Baz. Joel Fletcher, the 11th, 70. Yeah. 
feel bad though that that information was actually on the air. But we'll go to a break and can regather ourselves here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 8.53 in the morning. We'll be back very soon.